Hi there, welcome to another episode of Cash Clarity. I'm your host, Abby Nerderman, and I am so happy that you're listening today because I'm going over five accounting terms every business owner needs to know to feel smart and competent when it comes to talking about the money stuff. When you're in business for yourself, the numbers are unavoidable. Whether you're talking to peers at a networking event or seeking advice from a professional or maybe just watching a video or Instagram story. There are certain accounting terms that will pop up over and over. And if you don't have your NBA and you don't plan on getting one, sometimes those words fly right over your head. Or maybe you do have an NBA and you have forgotten some of the finer points. It doesn't matter if you're in the first or second group, you want others to see you as a smart business owner. And you might just nod your head to save face as the conversation goes along so you don't reveal that you might not know something that maybe you should as a business owner. I know, I've been there. In fact, I had this like times 100 when I first started my bookkeeping business. Even though I had studied the material extensively and aced the software certifications, I felt completely out of my depth when talking to others about accounting and finance. I was super afraid that if I didn't have it all exactly right, that others would think I'm the worst bookkeeper ever for not knowing. And guess what? I'm embarrassed to admit that it will still happen to me today. And I've been in business for years and I teach on the subject all the time. I'm pretty sure I'm a five on the Enneagram, which... The Enneagram is completely new to me, but as I understand it, fives are obsessed with knowing everything and researching a topic to death. So yep, that sounds like me. If you're riding along in this boat of being too afraid to admit when you don't understand the language being used in regard to accounting and finance specifically, this can manifest in different problems. For example, you might be making sales all day long and you're just waiting for it to make it rain and expecting all that money to come into your bank account. However, when you check your your bank account balance, it's always lower than you think, which is weird. This type of problem will make running your business feel like a total grind. Or maybe your bank balance is just fine, but every time you're faced with a big decision, a big purchase decision, you're filled with anxiety because it feels like there are too many unknowns and you're afraid that you should have known about that surprise that you should have seen coming. Running a business and making financial decisions shouldn't be that hard. Conversations about money and numbers shouldn't be that intimidating. So today I'm going over five of the accounting and financial words that every business owner needs to have in their vocabulary. This episode is perfect for you if you're someone you if you're someone who usually ducks their head in the sand, and it's perfect for you if you need a little refresher too. And without further ado, let's dive in. The first accounting word that you need to know is revenue. Say it with me, revenue, yeah. Everyone likes talking about revenue. In short, revenue is your total sales. It's hopefully a number that is ginormous and positive. Now, I have an, the textbook definition for you, and this has come straight out of my business finance textbook, and it goes like this. 
Revenues are inflows or other enhancements of assets of an entity or settlements of its liabilities or a combination of both from delivering or producing goods, rendering services, or other activities that constitute the entity's ongoing major or central operations. Oh my. <laughs> that was the definition straight from the textbook. And I'm like, what did I just read? So in plain English, a revenue is an increase in money to your bank account that was a result of customers giving you money for the trade of your business. It's important to note that if you offer sales or discounts or issue any refunds, those activities should be included in your revenue numbers. Now, some examples of revenue um, include the following. If you sell items on Etsy, the money you get from selling your crafts, that's revenue. If you're a business coach, revenue is the money that you get from providing your programs. And if you're a banker or payday loan person, the money you get from fees and interest assessed to the loan amount of your customers, that's revenue. So again, revenue, simply put, is your total sales amount. So that was accounting word number one that you need to know. The second word that you need to know is profit. The next most fun accounting term, profit. Ugh. Okay, so profit is what is left over after expenses are removed from the revenue. So again, we hope that this is a super big positive number. Profits are also known as gains. So my handy textbook says, <laughs> gains are increases in equity or net assets from peripheral or incidental transactions of an entity and from all other transactions and other events and circumstances affecting the entity during a period, except those that result from revenues or investments by owners. Again, wow, oh wow. <laughs> I like my definition so much better, but to say it a different way, profit is the money coming in minus the money going out for transactions related to the central trade of the business. Now I have some examples of expenses. You know what revenue is. So we're gonna focus on the expenses since profit is the revenue less the expenses. So examples of expenses are insurance, website costs like domains and web hosting, advertising, office supplies, you gotta get your post-its and your pens, right? any legal fees, um, add all those up, subtract that from the revenue to find your profit. Now you might be wondering, what if my expenses are more than my revenue? Well, if that happens, that's called a loss, not a profit. So womp womp. But again, we hope that it's a big giant positive number. So we're not even going to go there and we're going to assume that we're going to be making money all day long. So profit is the revenue that's left after expenses are taken out. That's word number two. Accounting term number three that you need to know is asset. Now the simple definition of asset, and this was mentioned a few times when I give you those textbook definitions for revenue and profit, an asset is something that you own. And because I know you're just waiting for it, 
the official version says that assets are probable future economic benefits obtained or controlled by a particular entity as a result of past transactions or events. So examples of assets or, or anything you own include money in your bank account, accounts receivable, which is money that customers owe you, prepaid expenses or items that you purchase in advance. A, a common prepaid expense is an annual insurance premium. You're paying for the year ahead. Other assets include buildings, land, vehicles or equipment, franchise rights, trademarks or patents, and the list can go on and on. So simply put, assets are everything that you own. Now the next accounting term, term number four, is liability. Now a liability is just the opposite of an asset. Liabilities are what you owe. And my handy textbook says, Liabilities are probable future sacrifices of economic benefits arising from present obligations of a particular entity to transfer assets or provide services to other entities in the future as a result of past transactions. <laughs> I swear, who talks like that, right? Anyway, examples of liabilities include credit card balances, lines of credit, loans or notes, uh, deferred revenue, which is money customers have paid you already for services or products that you haven't provided to them yet. And, and again, you could create a really long list of liabilities. So we have your assets, which are everything you own, and then the liabilities, which the simple version of a liability is something that you owe. So that brings us into the home stretch, the last word that we're going to talk about. So accounting term number five that you need to know is equity. Simply, equity is what's left over after you subtract what you owe from what you own. And hopefully this is another big positive number. In the personal finance world, equity is also known as net worth. So because I've given you the textbook definition for all the other words, I'm not going to leave equity out. And my textbook says that equity is the residual interest in the assets of an entity that remains after deducting its liabilities. Now, that one wasn't so bad. It just said that equity equals assets minus liabilities. So the example that I love to use is a home mortgage. It's always my favorite equity example. Say you're buying a home for $100,000. That $100,000 is your asset amount. But you don't have that kind of cheddar in your bank, so you take out a mortgage. And let's say that mortgage amount is $90,000, which is your liability. So we have an asset, the home, for $100,000 and a liability, the loan, for $90,000. Subtracting the $90,000 from the $100,000 leaves $10,000 remaining, which is your equity. So again, equity is what you own less what you owe. And there you have it. Those are the five accounting terms that every business owner needs to know. And just to recap real quick, the first is revenue, which is your total sales amount. The second word is profit, which is what's left of revenue after you subtract out the expenses the third term you need to know is asset, which is what you own. The third term is liability, which is what you owe. And then the last term is equity, which is what's left over after you subtract 
what you owe from what you own. So now I want you to go take a look at your financials with your newfound insights on some of the most important counting words in the dictionary. If you don't have your own financials pulled together, look up the annual report for any publicly traded company and find the financial statements in that annual report. Practicing this exercise of just looking at financial financial reports will help grow your confidence. The more you do it, the easier it will become. If you don't go look at some numbers like today, you might forget some of the things covered in this episode, which means looking at financials will remain a stressful process. However, if you do take the time today or tomorrow to look at a financial report, either yours or someone else's, you'll reinforce today's learning, which means you've broken the cycle of numbers anxiety. Now that we're at the end of the episode, you shouldn't feel panicked when someone starts throwing out financial terms. And while I know that listening to this one cash clarity episode won't make you an expert overnight, it will help you feel more comfortable when those financial conversations do come up. I hope you come back for the next episode because I have a real treat in store. Special guest Cooper Hanning, who is a financial advisor specializing in saving and paying for college, will be on the show to tell us the most common costly mistakes to avoid, plus much, much more. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts. And I'd be ever so grateful if you'd rate the show or leave a review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews help potential listeners just like you find the show. Until next time.